0: Welcome to the JSGC Policy Podcast. I'm Susan Elder, and here at Joint State, we research policy topics in the Commonwealth and we discuss them in our podcast. Thanks for joining us today. I'm here today with Glenn Passwitz, who's our executive director at Joint State. Hello, Susan. And Brian DeWalt, who's our sound engineer and co host. Hi, Susan. And today we are joined by our project manager for this resolution, Helen Congena. Thanks for joining us, Helen. Glad to be here with you. So before we jump into the topic, Glenn, could you give us a little bit of information or background about House Resolution 142?
1: Sure, Susan. Most of the human services that are provided and made available to Pennsylvanians, and that would be in the form of veteran services, Drug and alcohol services, mental health services, and children and youth services are administered on behalf of the state at the county level. So, as easily imagined, these programs and services require tremendous amounts of data gathering on the part of the service providers, most often contractors, and the counties. The counties then analyze and share information with each other and with state government agencies. And because nearly all counties are working largely independently, and I say nearly all because a few of the less populous counties join with each other to manage some of these functions. And because different counties have different resources and money to spend on building information systems, what has grown over the decades is a complex arrangement of computer systems. And along with that growth has been ongoing efforts to build compatibility in the IT systems so that they can share information back and forth. This IT integration is especially important in the child welfare system, where information sharing across county and state government is critically important to protect vulnerable people and provide them with the services they need. So what we'll hear from Helen in this podcast is how the state and counties have been working together for years to continually develop and improve child welfare IT systems in Pennsylvania.
0: Thanks for that background, Glenn. Brian, would you be willing to start our discussion on the child welfare system?
2: I was going to ask about the process of collecting information from DHS. How did you gather the information requested by the resolution?
3: Okay, this is a very good start, Ryan. Thank you for your question, because this resolution required that we work in close collaboration with the Department of Human Services, as well as the Health and Human Services Delivery Center of the Pennsylvania Office of Administration. So, we held meetings with representatives of these agencies responsible for the development and implementation of the new system. The meetings were conducted via Zoom and supplemented by extensive correspondence. And the first thing I'd like to do is to thank again the representatives of these agencies for their collaboration. We highly appreciate their input as well as the contribution made by the county children and youth agencies. With a resolution like this, you really need it to achieve any results.
0: Helen, were there any distinguishing features that are a goal for Pennsylvania's child welfare system?
3: Yes, it's important to know that this major change is not just done by Pennsylvania. It's done nationwide by most of the other states. Child welfare information is collected and tracked in their states in various ways, each of them using one of several data collection and sharing systems. It's the state's responsibility to collect and store information on children and families to meet certain federal reporting requirements. The experts point out, however, that the line between purely serving data collection purposes and providing integrated service delivery to achieve improved decision-making and data analysis is a meaningful one. That's why the Department of Human Services came up with the idea of the Comprehensive Child Welfare Information System. This system would allow the caseworker to see all the relevant information in real time And Pennsylvania embarked on this project along with most other states. And I must say that the advantages for Pennsylvania may be even greater than for other states exactly because of our child welfare system. Glenn has already explained that it is state-supervised by county-administered. So the current status in Pennsylvania is that we have six county-level systems maintained, along with the Child Welfare Information System, CWIS. Obviously, such technology structure results in significant costs, inefficiencies, low data integrity, and difficulty in meeting federal requirements. If all the state, all the counties, are managed to switch to a unified comprehensive system, that should vastly improve exchange of information, allow opportunities for historic and profound analysis, and eventually lead to big savings. If I may add that the impact would be particularly significant in the areas of child abuse and foster care, right? Because when a child moves from county to county, it's critical that the other county has immediate access to information about the problems, the services provided, and so on and so forth.
2: The resolution asked to check on the status of implementing the system, and it sounds like just the sheer scale of what they're attempting to do with the integrated system is one of the main reasons why it's not a quick process. Are there any other reasons that you're aware of why this isn't as simple as maybe others would assume?
3: This is another excellent question, Brian. Thank you very much. The scope is really very, very important. It is a vast and very complex project. The scope is really mind-boggling in a way because even this uh, child welfare management Uh, system will in itself be a part of a much larger system because a variety of state services will be uh, joined together with the help of the so-called Enterprise Case Management System, ECM. Along with the child welfare, this system will also incorporate such services as home and community-based services subsystem, hearings and appeals, office of long-term living enrollment services, and uh, what we're interested in this uh, resolution, child welfare case management. So as you can see, the project is really humongous. It's very, very vast. And the Commonwealth embarked on the Child Welfare Case Management Project in 2019 and has been continuously working on it since then. The project activities uh, proceeding in several phases include planning, discovery, business process alignment, system configuration and development, security, testing, training, data conversion, implementation, maintenance and operations, and many, many others. I understand that a long list like this may sound boring, but I really wanted to mention all the aspects of the project, which is very, very vast. Uh, Variations in current county business process need to be identified and streamlined via BPA sessions. Remaining details will be supported through system flexibility. Data from the county systems need to be converted and integrated into the new comprehensive one, which is a huge challenge in itself. All these tasks amount to a complicated, multifaceted, and labor-intensive process. As for Brian asking about additional factors that could slow it down a little bit, First of all, we should highlight once again that the development and implementation of such a system in Pennsylvania requires a significant time investment on the part of both the DHS and the counties. It's important to realize that all of the agencies involved are working on this project in addition to their regular already demanding responsibilities. The COVID pandemic, of course, with its unprecedented challenges, put additional pressure on the department and the counties. Many practices and procedures had to be modified, and some of the system-related activities had to be temporarily suspended as providing child welfare services under especially difficult circumstances of the pandemic had to remain a priority. Suspended activities have been resumed now, and the work on the new system installation is ongoing, Um, I have to say that the process may have been slowed down to a degree by the general state procedures related to procurement rules, vendor selection requirements, and other regulations that are beyond the DHS decision-making authority and really beyond the scope of this particular project.
1: Ellen, in the midst of all of the work that needs to be done across these different agencies, and all, how would you characterize the cooperation between DHS and the county children and youth offices?
3: Obviously, the DHS and the county children and youth offices need to work in very, very close collaboration with each other. And they need to select the safest and most effective strategies, especially during the transitional period, which is going to be critical, based on the best practices developed in the Commonwealth and nationwide. Counties were actively involved in the process of developing this system. There have been numerous BPA sessions. There have been numerous consultations. They have been invited to demonstrations They have also been members of the main governing body that the DHS created for the implementation of this system. They have representatives pretty much on most committees. Counties are concerned that the system does not get introduced too quickly before they are ready for them. And you can understand their concerns, especially because as I'm saying, they have a lot of things to do as you know already, which is why the transitional period is especially important for this system to bring the benefits it is expected to bring and they are huge. It needs to be implemented carefully and everyone, including the counties, of course, should be well prepared for that. Some of the recommendations that our, our report makes, uh, recommendations to DHS, emphasize once again that they need to work in close collaboration with CAUT children and youth agencies, and they are, the DHS is very willing to do that. This is their intent. We have also suggested developing the safest transition strategies to minimize risks associated with the rollout of the new system and data transfer. Uh, There were suggestions of a pilot as one of the ways to mitigate the risks. We have also emphasized that it's critical to provide adequate training to the county personnel that would enable them to utilize the new system securely and confidently and later on to ensure prompt technical support for the state and county employees throughout the transition period and afterwards. Um, There seems to be agreement in principle between the DHS and counties that they should continue this close collaboration. So we can certainly hope they will proceed doing this because this is a prerequisite for the system success.
1: How involved were service providers in developing this system were they a part of it you know did it drop down below the county level
3: Service providers were invited for some discussions but they were not part of decision making as far as I am aware there may have been informal consultations but the focus was mostly on the DHS and counties and Some of the providers were invited to certain discussions. So at this point, the state has selected the main platform that would house all these various activities. They were still making decisions about the system integrator. This selection process is ongoing. Proposals received from system integrators vendors are under review at the moment. And this process is expected to continue for several more months. So the legislators directed us to look into this with their Resolution 119, wanted to know the estimated time frame for the system implementation. And at this point, this time frame looks like the following in 2022 this year, Business process alignment user story sessions are going on. Research and development of operational best practices are going on. Finalization of BPA and user story process is expected to happen in 2023. And the actual implementation of Child Welfare Case Management System is expected to start in 2024, continue through 2025, and uh, could be completed in 2026. Now, all this is estimate, as the DHS people kept reminding us. It depends on a number of factors. This particular segment, Child Welfare Case Management System, will be implemented after the previous three. So obviously, there will be some weaknesses identified in the process. On the one hand, that explains why CWCM may start later. On the other hand, it may be promising in that whatever weaknesses there are would have been identified before this important stage comes up. But this is what the draft
0: timeline looks like at this point. Helen, were you able to pull together information about cost of this project or ongoing costs of this project?
3: Yes, along with the estimated timeline, the report contains detailed information about both costs already involved in the process and also cost estimates for all five years of the ongoing project. So if any of our listeners are interested in these cost estimates, they are available to them in the report.
2: Helen, what insights did you learn when you looked at the child welfare systems of other states?
3: Uh, This is a good question because we thought it might help to look at a couple of other states, as I told you, Most states are prepared to move on to this new system, and uh, we thought it would be particularly helpful to take a look at the states that have a similar system of child welfare. So uh, we uh, took a look at Colorado and Ohio because they also have an administrative framework of child welfare services and programs that is similar to Pennsylvania. They are state-supervised by county-administered. And besides, both of these states really have good reputation in the area of child welfare. So we see that they are also in the period of development and implementation. They are not ahead of Pennsylvania with this because it is a complicated and vast project, as we said. So Colorado is transferring to a new system, modifying the one it has now. So does Ohio. So do other states. Very, very, if any states, have fully implemented that new system recommended by the feds at this point. Most of them are in the state of development and implementation. Some states implement this system by segments.
0: Helen, is there any legislative action that's needed to assist or expedite this process within DHS? Not really. At present, it
3: appears there is no legislative action required that can expedite the process of CCYS development and installation in Pennsylvania.
2: Okay, it's a rather busy day here at the finance building, so we're pretty much out of time. Before we go, Helen, is there any final thoughts you'd like to leave us with?
3: If we want to highlight something, I would probably say once again that if this system is designed and installed carefully and thoughtfully, This new statewide integrated child welfare system can be expected to bring significant improvements in safety and well-being of the Pennsylvania children who depend on it. But to do that, it needs to be prepared carefully. It's very important to develop the safest transition strategies to minimize risk associated with the rollout of the new system and data transfer.
0: I would say at this point in the process, this should be emphasized. Thank you so much, Helen. It's time for us to wrap up our conversation for today. So thank you again for taking the time to join us, Helen.
3: Thank you for your interest in this project and for preparing the podcast.
0: If you're listening and you're interested in looking at the full report on the Child Welfare Case Management System, you'll find that on our website, please see the link in our show notes. The music for our podcast is provided by Joseph McDade. Thanks all and have a wonderful day.